This is Founders Talk, an interview podcast hosted by me, Adam Stachowiak. We profile founders building businesses both online as well as offline. Today's guest is Ryan Carson, founder of Carsonified. Enjoy the show. I'm here with Ryan Carson. Ryan is the founder of Carsonified. He runs a lot of cool stuff. So, Ryan, thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate you taking the time, man. Uh, thanks for having me, Adam. It's a real pleasure. So, what uh, what is new in your world? What's what's been going on? I think you've got a, a brand new product, but uh, you, you've been doing some fun stuff. So, what's uh, what's been new in your world? Well, the newest product in my life is my new son. But besides that, besides um, baby Devin, um, we have just launched a new uh, membership website for web designers and web developers called Think Vitamin Membership, and. Um, you know, we, we make most of our revenue right now out of um, conferences for web designers and web developers, you know, future web apps, future web design, et cetera. Um, and uh, we just decided it'd be really great to, to get back into the product business. Um, and uh, we, we realized that we had a wonderful community that we built over six years, um, one that we love and are passionate about and, and, and are a part of, and that's, you know, web professionals. So um, we came up with the idea of launching a service where you pay a monthly fee and you get access to a huge library of training videos, um, specifically for web designers and web developers, on anything from um, Rails to jQuery to Node.js. And uh, we add 10 new videos a week. And they're all fairly short. They're all five to eight minutes. So you can, you know, watch a couple before lunch and, uh, and learn every day. So that's the new service. And for those who don't exactly know who you are, why don't you give like a quick intro of Carsonified and what you guys have been doing there for the last, uh, I guess, five, six years now? Yeah, sure. Um, so started Carsonified in 2004. Um, I graduated with a computer science degree in 2000 and did um, web development jobs for four years um, and then started Carsonified in 2004. It was started uh, in our bedroom. Uh, it's just me. And then initially... Uh, my wife came on board as the second full-time person, and then we've now we're now up to 15 full-time people, uh, doing over a million pounds in revenue a year. Um, and uh, we, like I said, we mainly do um, conferences for web designers, web developers, but we've also built a couple products over the year. One was called DropSend. That um, it was a product for sending. Yeah, large I, files. I was actually a user of that. It was a lot of fun. All right, that. hey, <laughs> um, and that was that was great. We learned a lot about how to build a product, how to launch it, how to market it, and then eventually how to sell it. It was actually acquired in two thousand eight um, for about half a million dollars. And, and I think um, you started it for around forty. I think was my memory serves me correctly. Yeah, r- roughly 40, around forty k to build and, and get that launched. Um, is that U.S. or is that pounds? U.S. Yep. U.S. US. Okay. So so yeah, learned a lot about you know. If you do ever sell a product, how to do that. Um, and uh, the the main thing I learned about that is do not blog about selling your product. <laughs> um, I was fairly open about um, the, the, the sale process, and that backfired. It, it made a lot of buyers feel uneasy. Um, it was an interesting social experiment, but I'd highly advise against doing that. And so you have been a product developer before with Dropsend, but now with Think Vitamin Membership, you're kind of attaching this to your 
your blog's brand, Think Vitamin, and also your podcast brands as well. Why why the the decision to attach it to that? What was the reason for that? Well, all right. So we we basically have a blog um, at thinkvitamin.com that we've that we launched in 2006. Um, it's grown and become you know a decent sized blog. I think we're going to do three or four million uniques this year, um, and. I guess we felt like we could either launch a new product, um, you know, say it's a Carsonify product and, and drum up, you know, um, customers that way, or we could just attach it to Think Vitamin and call it Think Vitamin Membership. And so that's at membership.thinkvitamin.com. And the, the things I've learned about that that hopefully you guys listening can, can take away is um, there it's hard to launch a product on the back of a product you already own because there's a lot of brand confusion. A lot of people now are, are sort of saying, okay, so is this just a premium version of the blog? You know, do I just get, you know, more articles or, or you know, what is this? And there's a lot of weirdness about that. Um, and although the project is, is thankfully very successful, we're really um, surprised and humbled at how, how fast it's growing. Um, I think it was ultimately a mistake to, to launch it as a, a sub-brand Think Vitamin. So we're going to rebrand that, and it's going to be called Level Up. Um, and that's going to launch in, in sort of Q2 of 2011. And what I learned from that is it's very important, number one, that your, your product name is simple and easy to say. Um, you know, Think Vitamin Membership is, is a mouthful. Um, it's also a bunch of weird words um, that don't really mean anything. And also it was at a weird URL. is at membership.thinkvitamin.com. Uh, so it was hard to tweet about. It, it's just, there's a lot of friction there. And it was great for potential, you know, for people who already trusted Think Vitamin, but for everybody that's never heard of us, it was just weird. Um, so we, I just did a lot of thinking about what are some names that make sense. We did a big brainstorm about it and came up with Level Up. Um, and uh, we're lucky enough to get the, the Twitter handle at um, Level Up and um, the Facebook URL, facebook.com forward slash Level Up. But we could not get levelup.com. And um, this was, well, or we can, but it's going to cost us 50000 US. And we just can't afford that. And um, so we've decided to go with levelup.co. And, um, you know, I know some people hate it. Some people will love it. Um, but at least it's easy to say and easy to spell. And, um, and also I think the controversy around, you know, .co being a, you know, a domain name will actually be good for us. It will generate a conversation around that. And, um, you know, controversy a little bit is always a good thing. I guess worst case scenario, you can rebrand again. Yeah. Well, and, and, <laughs> yeah, let's do it again. Um, I mean, the thing ab- about it as well is that, you know, at some point we'll be able to afford the, the .com hopefully, and we'll, we'll buy the .com, you know, at some point. But I think for right now it's, it's a great option. And, um, you know, we, we paid, you know, a decent amount for the .co. We paid about, um, about four or $5,000 for that. Um, but I think that's, you know, it's a good investment, um, to, to pay. So hopefully fingers crossed, uh, that's the right way to go. So you said that Think Vitamin membership is successful already. What, uh, what is success, I guess, at this point for you? Well, um, we, we, we basically sort of, put together, you know, a cash flow projection like a lot of you out there listening have done and and, and basically it's total a guess, bull- a good guess. Yeah, it's total bullshit. I mean, you just don't know is this going to uh is this true is this going to happen? And so we tried to be really conservative about it. Um 
and we estimated that we were going to grow about 4% per month. Um, I, I asked a couple of friends who have businesses, you know, that, that have been running for a while in the, you know, recurring revenue sort of area. And they said, yeah, 4%, you know, is, is pretty doable. It's, it's been insane. We, we grew by 50% last month. Um, it, it's just crazy. We, we tripled the amount of new revenue that I thought we were going to do just in, in November alone. Um, and we were, we're pretty soon going to hit our, th- uh, 1000th, um, paid monthly member. And that's, you know, in, in less than six months. Wow. Um, it's, it's amazing. And, and we're humbled and thankful that people are trusting us, you know, with their hard earned money. Um, and I, I guess what I've learned from that is that, um, the only reason that's happened is because we've spent the last six years building up trust and, um, and a community that are in the web design space. You know, we couldn't do that if we, if we hadn't worked hard for years and years to build up trust and, and loyalty and friendship among all the people that might be our customers. So, um, I think that's, that's why we've been so successful and, and, and it's a bit of luck, you know, we, we launched at a good time. Um, when did you launch this actually? What was the launch date? We launched June 8th. Um, and, uh, I think on, on day one, we had already done, or within three hours of launch, we'd already done something like $4,000 in revenue. Um, and, and that's another lesson I, 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 we've learned, I encourage people to listen to is, um, you know, don't be afraid to, to, to charge for your product right away. We don't even have a free plan. So the only way to, we, we make a couple of our videos free for people to view so they know what they're getting into. But we don't even have a trial. Um, it is either, you know, sign up and pay or don't use a service. And, um, you know, that's worked for us. I, I, we're making money. And, um, and I think people that are paying for the service appreciate that. And I guess you've also been, I, I, I listened to your Twitter, so I'm sort of a Ryan stalker. Um, <laughs> Thanks, I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of yours. You do some awesome work, that. and you and your team are doing, doing fantastic. So I think, you know, <clears throat> listening to what you've got to say, I mean, obviously that's why you're on the podcast today, because you've got some awesome t- stuff to talk about. But uh, in this trek of building this new product, you've taken yourself back into the web world where you had kind of stepped out before and t- took more of a product developer managerial role, I guess, in, in other in other cases. But what are some of the things that you've learned coming back into the web space, not just using your own product to learn how to build stuff, but like what tools are you using to optimize your website? What tricks and tactics are you using to to measure, you know, capture rates and various stuff like that? What are some of the things you're doing? We, we've, we've learned some really interesting things. Uh, we use a tool called Optimizely. So that's O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-L-Y.com. And that allows you to do A-B testing. Um, it is amazing. It, it, it basically allows you to do um, live A-B testing. Um, and they basically use JavaScript to do it. So that what you do is you, you, you put one line of, of JavaScript onto every page on your site. And then from then on, you can do any A-B testing that you want to do. So, um, for instance, on our homepage, um, I... I, I can go in and I, I go to Optimizely and I type in the URL, so membership.thinkvitamin.com, and then that site comes up. And then I literally start clicking on things and changing them. So any HTML text, for instance, you can go and change. So there's a big headline on our site that says, um, 
you know, training for web designers and developers. Well, I could immediately click on that and say, I want to change the text and have that be version B to say, you know, learn every day um, or something like that. And then you give it a goal and say, this is the goal page. And for us, it's the subscribe page. So I just want to see, you know, which versions of this text drive more uh, people to the subscribe page. And then you click go and bam, you, you're literally done. So this is much better than um, web, Google Website Optimizer, which um, is the free product from uh, Google. Because the problem with Google Website Optimizer is you have to go in and insert chunks of code for every single thing you want to test. And then as soon as you're done with that test, you have to remove that code and then insert the code again into another part of the site. And it's just impossible to actually Yeah, it do. sounds like it's not a good fun, <laughs> well, a fun thing to do. It's not. It's so... It's inefficient, which means you don't actually do it. And that's the trouble. That's the reason why most people, including us, have never done, you know, extensive A-B testing until this point. It's too hard. Yeah, it's too hard. You know, I don't, you know, you try and then you realize it takes you a day to set up the test and then you get busy. So, right. And you got features to develop, customers to take care of and yeah, bam. So a business to run. So a hundred percent recommends Optimize. Or I think another product is called um, Visual Website. What's it called? Um, might be called Visual Website Optimizer. But um, they're both great products. You know, I don't have any affiliation with either one. So that's one thing that we've been doing now that's really worked well for us. Um, I'm testing things right now. For instance, on our, on our sign-up page, uh, I want to decrease the, the percentage of exits on our sign-up page. Um, because obviously, if you decrease the exits, it means that more people are signing up. So the way I'm trying to do that right now, and, and I haven't finished this test yet, is I'm removing almost any navigation or any, any, any ways to get out of that page except for clicking your back button. Um, just to see, does that work? And, and ironically, the test that's being performed right now, it's actually hurting the conversion rate to do that. Um, you know, there's probably something about the users feel trapped if you do that. I'm not sure, but... But the point is, unless you test this stuff, you'll never be able to increase your conversion rate. Um, another test that I'm doing right now is I'm actually removing the the the, the area where you can enter in a coupon or a, a discount code. Um, because the problem with discount code fields, so you know, if you're if you're checking out um, and it says, "Hey, do you have a coupon? Enter it here." What that tells people to do is go search the web for a coupon. Yeah. Well, that's exactly that's exactly what I do when I see one. Exactly, and then the problem is sometimes you never come back, or if you do find one, then you end up saving money. So it's it's just another way to to encourage people not to complete the sale. So we're we're removing that. Um, at the moment, I'm I'm seeing a sixteen point seven increase um, on our conversion rate, sixteen point seven percent increase on our conversion rate when I removed both the nav and the coupon. Um, wow. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, we'll see how that plays out. I need to, I need a lot more tests to, to finish before I'll know. Um, but the point is, you got to A-B test. Optimize is a great way to quickly do that. So that's one thing we've been doing. Um, the other thing that we've been doing um, is really making use of campaigns. So when you build your web app, I'd encourage everybody to build very simple campaign functionality into the back end. And what that means is um, you go into the back end and you, you click new campaign and you give it a name and if, you know, a description, <clears throat> excuse me, and how much you spent on it and uh, what the dates are that it's going to run or you just leave that blank. And then you click OK and then you get a campaign ID. 
So say it's campaign ID one or two or 99, doesn't matter. And then all you have to do is tack on um, a variable to any URL on your site. For us, what we do, for instance, is membership.thinkfindman.com, question mark, CID, so campaign ID equals then the campaign number. So say it was campaign one. Um, and then what I do is I use that URL uh, whenever uh, for a, for, excuse me, for an ad that I'm placing. And immediately it allows you then in the admin on our site, I can see how many people signed up through that campaign. But more importantly, I can see their lifetime value. Um, so what the admin does is it says, okay, <clears throat> say I ran an ad on thinkvitamin.com for the membership and people click through and then uh, what, say they stay with us for a month and only one person signs up. Well, the lifetime value we get is $25, but then next month they stay a member. Now it's $50 and the next month it's $75. And what you can do is you can see over time, you know, how much did I spend in that campaign versus how much lifetime value did I get out of that campaign? Wow. That's smart. It is. And it's easy. I mean, that's really, you know, that was a very simple bit of functionality um, that we built in the system. Now, the other thing, the reason why that's important as well is you need to understand where your conversions are coming from. And we use Google Analytics to do basic analytics, and we have enabled the e-commerce functionality in that. <clears throat> and I advise people to do that. It's pretty easy. You basically pop in a bit of JavaScript that um, whenever a, a, a um, subscription happens, you tell analytics, well, how much was that worth um, and what product was it? So for us, the silver plan is 25 bucks. So if someone signs up for the silver plan, it, it tells, you know, excuse me, uh, Google Analytics that it was worth $25. And then the nice thing is we can start to see, okay, which site referred the most money and out of that, where did they come from? And if you start messing around with tagging your, your URLs with, uh, with Google um, URL Builder, you can start to mess up your referral data. So the best thing to do is just use your campaign. <coughs> Ooh, Adam, I think I'm going to have to grab some water. Sure. Cool. I'll be right back. All right, we're back. Uh, Ryan had to step away to grab some water. I guess when you talk that much, you got to... <laughs> gotta get gotta get some water. I gotta keep that throat lubricated. So yeah, sorry everybody. I cut a frog in my throat. I'm back. Um, so the the point is is that if you combine three things, so one is Google Analytics, and then Google Analytics e-commerce, which is basically you go into Google Analytics and click a check to say you know turn on e-commerce functionality, <clears throat> and then you build that e-commerce into each sale. And then the third thing is use campaign IDs from your own admin. Once you combine those three things, you can start to accurately track, you know, what is driving sales on your site and, and what isn't and how much is the actual lifetime value of those sales. So those three things have really helped us understand better what is actually going on um, and, and, and can we do a better job. We, and I'd like to be open as about as many numbers as I can because hopefully it'll help people. Our current conversion rate is about 0.45%. And I, so I 0.5, percent I really, really want to get that up to 1%. Um, so one way that we look at that is, you know, we don't need to get more traffic to the site. What we need to do is convert that traffic. Um, 
So we're really working hard on that, making it as easy as possible for, for people to convert into customers. But that's a constant thing. I think that's the one thing I learned about doing DropSend is that you never, ever stop this stuff. You know, you just constantly test, constantly improve, you know, constantly, you know, build up your conversion rate and then you never stop. So on the flip side of that with the conferences, is it, uh, I mean, it's, it's its own product too, and you've always got new events happening, so you always have to promote and publish things about it. Do you find that they're a similar uh, advertising animal? Um, the, the, the conferences are a totally different business. I, you really don't drive sales through your website the same way that you do um, with you know, signing up for lower dollar products like a membership. Um, you know, our conferences cost anywhere, you know, from, you know, $500 to $900 per ticket. And that's, it's just the type of thing where, you know, the reason why you're going to go to a conference is because you heard somebody tweet about it and, you know, you really want to go. And then the website convinced you kind of to do that final step. So it's a tough business. I would, I would encourage anyone to stay away from the events business. It's very hard. It's very, very in it. Well, no, it's very hard. I mean, it's very stressful. Uh, we love it, but, but I, you know, building a web app is, is much more uh, measurable and much more um, scientific when it comes to, you know, measuring and converting. Um, so I'd, I'd say that. And so if, uh, for those that are listening out there who are, thinking about building their own web applications and their own web services like you're doing and others are doing, what kind of advice did you give them on, uh, on getting started, like with free tools, stuff like that? What kind of good advice can you give to someone who's just starting out building a web app right now? Cool. Uh, the first thing I do is use a service like Chargeify for your recurring billing. So Chargeify um, is a service that, that helps you do recurring billing so that you don't have to build that. Um, another, uh, FreshBooks also does recurring billing. We, we actually built our recurring billing engine from scratch be, because um, we, we're a UK company and there's certain kind of crazy tax laws here. Um, but if you're in the US, um, definitely use something like Chargeify or FreshBooks. So that's one thing I'd advise. <clears throat> and the reason why is because it's really hard to do recurring billing. I mean, you have to do all sorts of crazy, you know, logic to check, okay, did credit cards fail? What if they fail? What happens? You know, um, you have to set up a merchant account. You have to... It's just a total crazy nightmare. Um, so that's step, that's uh, tip number one. Uh, tip number two is launch as quickly as you possibly can. Um, we we I mean we absolutely pushed out the, the the service as quickly as we possibly could. We did things like we built a um, a affiliate scheme, but we didn't even build a way to pay the affiliates um, because we knew that we could figure that out. So what we did is basically we kept track of how much each affiliate was earning. And then we thought, well, you know what? Worst case scenario, we can pay them by a, by a PayPal manually each month. Um, so we cut down as much, po- as much functionality in our admin as we possibly could to get it live. Um, so and then the third thing I'd say is, um, uh, after you launch, about a month after you launch, email all your customers and ask them one question. What is the single greatest benefit to using our service? Um, and that's it. And see what they say because, and I got that tip from Mike McDermott with FreshBooks, so I'd like to give him credit for that. And we, we did that, uh, I think, about a membership, and it has been amazing uh, how much clarity it's given us about what is the, the selling point of our product 
um, you know, you think you understand what the, the greatest benefit of your product is, but actually you don't quite know. Um, so we did that and then basically everyone said the single greatest benefit is the fact that the videos are short and professionally produced so that they could watch them right before lunch or, you know, in between a meeting and they were professionally produced and we picked the, the right content. So all they had to do was just watch. And I, I never really thought of that, the, the fact that that's what was most valuable. So, um, so definitely ask your customers and then use that and reflect it back into the marketing copy on your site. So if you figure out how to, how to distill your service down into one sentence that your customers are actually telling you is the greatest benefit, then you can start using that as, uh, as you know, the, the, the big strap line on your page. But then of course, AB test that, you know, use something like Optimizely test, you know, four different strap lines and see which one, uh, you know, converts the best. Um, so those are kind of my, my sort of quick random. Actually, one more tip I'd like to share is, um, you know, don't make the mistake we did of having to rebrand after six months. Oh yes. Um, That's tough. Pick, pick a name that is easy to say over the phone that has a, you know, a domain name that makes sense. Um, so imagine people tweeting. Imagine people talking about it. Imagine scenarios where you think it's going to fit in and see how it, whatever you call it, how it, how it fits. If and works it works. Yeah. Exactly. Like, does it make sense? Like, if I was to tweet about it, yeah, what would that tweet look like? And, right. you know, for us now that with Level Up, the, th- the exciting thing about that is because we got at Level Up, you know, I can say, hey, everybody, you know, we just launched a new feature on, you know, at Level Up. Um, I hope you give it a try. And the nice thing is, at level up is already link, you know, right. and, and it's the product name. Whereas so I don't, now with things like my membership, it's more, it's uh, more difficult uh, for me to say, Hey, I use things like my membership.com. And they're like, what is that? And you get, it's, it's, uh, it's yeah. too many words, too many. It, it's totally too confusing. Long. Yeah. yeah it, so, so ideally try to align those things, you know, a good product name, um, that isn't ambiguous or weird. Um, get a, a decent domain. Like we, we were gonna, we also got, you know, level up today.com just in case we decide to go with the .com direction um, and get a, make sure you get a decent Twitter handle for it if possible. You know, all these things. And, and you know, don't, don't forget about people outside of America. You know, I'm, I'm American, but I live in the UK. I think I'm always shocked at how narrow-minded a lot of people launching products in America are. You know, the world is huge. We, we get about 40% of our business from the UK. Um, so that's, you know, 40% of revenue that people in the U S are leaving completely off the table because they're not speaking to people like they are, are outside of America. You know, there's just these, these things like imagine yeah, it's like there's a whole bubble around the U S and we just, uh, kinda, it's yeah. true. I can see that happen a lot. Yeah. You know, the stupid things like, Hey, if you ask people to enter in a phone number, don't tell them that they need to enter in, you know, a three digit area code because, no one has that. You don't have that there. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. You know, don't make people pick what state they live in. That drives me nuts. You know, uh, I don't live in a state, you know, I, I, and you know, so these are things that people need to be aware of. If you just are, are a little bit more friendly to people that live outside the States, you will bump up your revenue, you know, tremendously. And plus, uh, your money's worth a little bit more over there. So you have more to spend. Exactly. Yeah. We, we, we charge in dollars right now because, um, we feel like it's kind of the, you know, a normal currency to, to, to charge on the web. Also, obviously the, the U S is the biggest, um, you know, market, but as soon as we can, I think we're going to start offering charging and, and local currencies. So we'll basically detect where you are by, via your IP address. And then we'll, we'll show you pricing in your local currency. 
Hmm. That's smart. I think I think that's really going to bump up, you know, conversions. It should. I mean, we'll we'll see. Sorry, I keep thinking of tips. The, the other tip I advise um, uh, people to do is um, is something that we're going to try to do, and I think it's going to work. And it's this: um, never ever let people's credit cards uh, get declined. And what I mean by that is, ask for people's credit cards. You know, they entered in. Everything's great, and then immediately give them a success message and let them into the service and then process their credit card in the background. And if they get declined, um, send an email to your internal customer support team and say, this new customer's credit card just got declined. Here's their contact details. Get in touch with them. And then it's on us to go to that customer and say, I'm really sorry. You know, something's weird with your credit card. We'd like to help you fix it. Uh, don't worry, you still can access the site. You know, we appreciate you signing up. Let's see if we can figure this out. Um, and I, I'm almost positive, you know, that will eliminate completely um, credit card um, declines, which is, you know, a, a, is a big deal. I mean, we're talking that's probably 3%, 4% of, of transactions. Um, and worst case scenario, if you can't get someone's card to work, you know, you could do things like go, okay, well, you know, we can take payment by PayPal or over the phone or, you know, worst case scenario, I'm really sorry. Why don't you just use our service for free for a month? It's our fault. We couldn't figure this out. Have fun. And then you've, you've made, you know, a friend for life, you know, if yeah, they're, absolutely. they're gonna, so that's my thought. We're going to, I'm really excited to give that a try. I, I don't have that scientifically proven whether or not that's going to increase conversion, but I'm sure it will. Oh, I'm certain it will too. I mean, if you never have a failure there and it goes in success and, and you can use. Yeah, you know, I always say if you're in, you're not really in sales here, but if you're in the customer service business, let your customer service do their job, right? If they mm-hmm. have a failure, talk to the customer. Don't assume your web application, your interface is so glitz and glamoury that it can handle the problem. Uh, so give them a phone call. Human touch goes a long way, and I think that um, in this digital world we live in, you, you kind of forget those things. So this gives you an opportunity to give them a phone call if if that comes down to it, or an email. At least it's a friendly exchange, and you're helping them through the problem. Totally, totally agree. Um, the the final the last tip I have is, and I'll try to stop here. Sorry, just have to edit that out. Okay. Um, the final tip I have is read Tony Shea's new book called Delivering Happiness. Um, it's about the Zappos story. And it is the most amazing book I've ever read. Um, I'm listening to the audiobook right now, which I got off Audible, and it's seriously it's mind blowing. Um, I mean, we, at Carsonified, we, we pride ourselves on being different and special as a company. You know, we work a four day week, you know, we, we, uh, pay our employees well, we, we don't have working hours. We give them great gear, you know, everything we could possibly do to make it a wonderful place to work. This book has still challenged me wow. how to make, uh, how to make our culture even better. Um, and giving me some really exciting ideas. So I'd highly recommend everybody go grab a copy. Very cool. I, I've uh, been meaning to grab that so that I can actually put that on my Christmas list and for this year. You won't and, regret it. It's amazing. And I'm an Audible user, actually, so I can probably just give myself the gift. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, but awesome. Hey, Ryan, it's always been uh, great talking with you. I appreciate uh, you taking the time to come on the show. Uh, God bless you for having a brand new baby, baby, baby Devin. It's, it's awesome to have one more awesome person in this world. And, and uh, thanks for all you do with Carsonify, the events, and now... Think like a membership slash level up. <laughs> Thank you so much, Adam. It's a it's a real honor to be asked on the show, and I appreciate you inviting me on. 
No problem at all. Thanks for coming on the show, man. All right, take care.